Hi, I'm just going to talk, um, hopefully for a short period, a bit about some um, products OEP has built that have, I think, resonance with um, disseminating sort of cultural heritage. Um, but as usual, we have to say a bit about where, where we're from. So I'm from OUP, which is, as you probably know, to Palmerton University. We've been publishing books and stuff since uh, 1478. Um, we've sort of grown a bit since then. We publish about 6,000 titles a year, and there are about 6,000 people worldwide. Um, so we've sort of grown quite a bit. I work in the Global Academic Publishing Division. So that means I sort of um, help work on uh, a number of digital and print products ranging from sort of um, reference works, HE textbooks, medical handbooks, um, reference works, music, law practitioner guides, trade books, and, and all a plethora of sorts of products. And actually digital is becoming a bigger and bigger component of, of those products. I'm going to show you just a sample of some of the products. Um, but the key thing here is that we're publishing more and more digital products. Some of those are going online first, so it's not just slapping up sort of book content, um, putting it in the digital form. It's books and journals and apps, um, uh, e-books and CD-ROMs. We still publish a few CD-ROMs, but people still buy them. It's, it's quite amazing. I'm going to... Um, oops, that's not meant to happen that way. There we go. Um, I'll just pick two examples of products that we've worked on. Hopefully they'll have a resonance with you guys here. Um, the first one is the OED, which you may know has been published over a number of years. And, and the key thing here is, in the late 80s, there was a decision um, to actually tag the content. So tag it electronically in SGML-like tags. And that allowed the lexicographers to actually edit the content on screen as well. That, had, that has amazing foresight, because actually tagging that stuff electronically has allowed us to um, analyze, process, and manipulate that text in many ways that you just couldn't do on paper, and also many ways that wouldn't have been envisaged in 1987 that happened or, or in the following years. So actually putting things in an electronic form is great for the future, even though if you don't know what you're going to be using it for in the future. And I was just going to give you a snippet of the XML there of, of, of an entry. You may see it says pancake, and I'll, that, that's good. And here's a bit more of the pancake. Um, it's just an example to show you, and I think you've probably seen this in other presentations, that when you look at content in a book, you do get some sense of the structure, uh, and that's great. But if you can put that content online, as Wolfram said, you start to actually identify bits of it, like the head word, and maybe there's etymology, senses, and there's other information there. So <laughs> So if you can tag it semantically, you can start doing more interesting things with it. The other sort of project, just to mention, the other sort of big one is the uh, Dictionary of National Biography. And in, I think, 1993, there was a decision made to um, run a project to rewrite um, or revise all the articles that are in the old print edition, plus add lots of new articles. And while we're at it, add images. I think we added about 10,000 images. Add lots of extra metadata, and, and that's probably a theme that I'll come back to, because that metadata allows all sorts of other functionality um, that you'll see in sort of a lot of online products today. 
So again, having the foresight to tag the stuff, and we designed the tagging scheme in 1995, um, nine years before it was published, was actually really important. And I suppose I'm saying this because I was involved in designing the tagging scheme. What was really interesting was we had to predict how that content was going to be used. I think we got a lot of things right, but actually the content then got used in new and different ways that we couldn't predict. So the key thing is tag it, do as much semantic enrichment or semantic tagging as you can, but then other people are going to do wonderful and new and different things with your content, so you can't predict. So, but actually make that content available to people. Um, that's just an example of uh, one of the articles. So just thinking about some of the things that we've learnt from building um, online products at OUP, and in my division, depending how you count it, it's more than 50 online products. One of the key things is, you know, who's going to actually be using the stuff? So it may seem really obvious, but sometimes you have to remind people not to go away and um, do wonderful things with the technology. You have to step back and say, what does your reader actually want to do with this stuff? So work out who your reader is, then go and ask them. Again, that seems blindingly obvious, but you can see there's always a tendency for people to rush ahead and do things without doing a sufficient research. And one of the things we learned on the DMB is that build a prototype, try experimenting, get feedback from people. And that's, I think, one of the, I suppose, mottos of the modern web is try things out and experiment. Now, when we did the DMB, it took, you know, I don't know, probably three or four months to build a prototype, and we run the prototype for, for quite a while. But experimentation on the web now, you know, may take, you know, um, you know, a few days to build something and you get feedback really quickly. Other times you may do some A-B testing that you tweak something really quick and get feedback within, if you Google, it's within minutes, but for us it's still probably days and weeks and months. But the point there is test your assumptions. Uh, make sure you've got them right, especially before you invest loads of time and effort into it. And one last point I'll just pick up there. Um, be where your users are. Um, and by that I mean... Not everyone uses the web in the same way. If you're in India, maybe people have sort of skipped you know, desktops and they're all on handheld devices. And so you know, you've got a population of more than a billion that all have devices, but they're skipping desktops. So don't, don't obsess too much about the normal website. You've got to think about how people are going to access that content. So key stuff to think about, metadata, metadata, metadata. That, that's the key to it all. Um, I would say put it in XML because I've been working with it on and off for since 95. Um, we put lots of images online in a lot of our products, but if you don't have the, the information, you've got the license or the rights to do it, it really kills you. So make sure you've got all that information. And think about not just the user, but how they're going to use it, and not just on that product. Um, so I've got a little cute phrase here that no data set is an island. Uh, you know, people use your content, oh, that's great, but they'll want to see how does it relate to this thing over there or actually what's the connection with this thing over there. So you have to start building connections. You, you should build lots of connections yourself, but then allow the user to make some connections of their own. Um, so just a few thoughts and trends, the things that I notice sort of things are happening now. Um, obviously, social media has uh, come along, and I think the key thing there is 
Again, be where users are, so actually think about how they're going to access data, how they'll comment on it, and they'll want to contribute to it. They'll be using all these different devices. Um, they'll, they'll want to use your content in a different way. Again, as I said earlier, you can't envisage all the ways people are going to use it, but if you can provide an API or um, license that data or allow people to use it or get access to it, they'll do wonderful new things with it that you haven't predicted. And that's, I think, pretty key for most of our products, especially journals as well, because if we provide that material to um, a community, they're going to build um, their own tools you know, to use this data. And as a publisher, we're not going to be building all the tools for all the researchers to use, but we need, our job is to actually provide that content or data in the right form to them. I think I'll stop there. <laughs>